You're listening to Lego Masters Deconstructed. Welcome back to Lego Masters Deconstructed, Australia's only Lego Masters podcast. This episode, we had another tower challenge, which personally, I was a big fan of. Zoe, what'd you think? Look, I was I was into it by the end, and I was kind of looking forward to it when we saw the previews, but once it started, I was a bit like, we just had a tower build. I think I would have liked if there was maybe one episode in between these two builds, because I just felt like it was another like technical build something tall thing, but... I came around in the end. I mean, on one hand, I do see what you're saying because, you know, two towers pretty much right next to each other. But also, on the other hand, I thought it was great. So I was having a great time (laughs) the entire episode. It was very cool. So they had to build a 1.2 meter tower, 32 stars by 32 stars. And it was basically on a plate that was shaking and they had to build something that would last 10 levels of increasing shakiness i don't know what the word is for that yeah it did seem like it was a bit unscientific so they they would slowly dial up the intensity of the shake and you know if it lasted at one level they'd go to the next level and so on and so on it did seem it was a bit unscientific though just because the different buildings all shook so differently on the different plates i was like oh i feel like there's no like even amount of shake between them all like i think some are shaking a lot more than some others like it felt a bit weird in that way yeah definitely i had a couple of notes about that um with some seeming to shake yeah a lot more than others and i don't know if it was just had to do with what was on top of it so obviously this was an immunity build and it was really highly technical but also needed to be aesthetic too which was a nice little twist there which i enjoyed let's talk about jay and starney they are like the Tower Kings, I would say. They probably thought that this was their challenge. Their kind of design was that they had these like big tire pieces to be like shock absorbers at the bottom and then they kind of had Technic inside and then the outside looked like a high-rise building. I love the idea they went with of having some sort of, you know, suspension dampening, shock absorption type thing. So they had these four tires at the base and the entire building sort of bounced on those to try and keep it stable. Unfortunately, it didn't really work. They were eliminated at level six of shakiness, which was one of the lower levels. But I thought the idea was really cool. And before it fell over, seeing the way the tower reacted to having that level of suspension was also really interesting. Yeah, I thought it was a good method for them to try. I was really interested to see how it would turn out, but it kind of like crumbled from the bottom up. It was kind of quite funny to watch. They probably do win the points for the best destruction of tower as it fails. And the tower did look really cool as well. So they built like a really stereotypical office block, but they had all these glass windows surrounding the entire thing. So it's this big whitened blue glass structure. It looks really cool. And that was also um, a really smart move from them to use those windows because they were saying every time they put a window in, it was the equivalent of, I think it was five blocks up. So it actually helped them get to the height a lot quicker as well, which some of the other teams really struggled with. Yeah, for sure. And also the windows were, I assume, a lot lighter than that many bricks, which maybe was a good thing because they had a lot less weight shaking around overall. Yeah, absolutely. Let's move on to Jen and Jody. They kind of did like a pop art, modern art building, and they were really focused on having a strong core. The way they built theirs was kind of interesting in that they sort of split the building into top half and bottom half, and they each built one of the halves and then joined them together at the end, which was an interesting way to try and overcome 
the issues that other teams encountered when the building started getting really, really high and they were struggling to keep building on it. But it did mean that they had this one particular weak point, which was the seam where their two halves joined up. And unfortunately, that did end up being the point where the building failed. Yeah, that ended up being their downfall, that seam line around the middle. They only made it to level six, which was the same as Jane Starney. So unfortunately, not their day. To be fair, their level six was still pretty shaky looking. Like even even level one on the buildings, they're already shaking around quite a lot. And so to get six levels in, I mean, I definitely couldn't have done it. Yeah, definitely. Let's talk Trent and Josh. So they had an all-technic tower. It was like super flexible and the idea was that it would absorb all the shock. Their tower actually looked really, really cool. It might have been in some ways my favorite looking tower in that with the all technic build they had, it had all these intricate cross beams and other engineering terms that I don't know. <laughs> and they themed it all so every certain type of part was a different color, but it all meshed together in this one really like industrial looking tower. Mm. So I thought their build looked really cool. And I love the idea of just this big old bendy building that could just sway with the shaking. And I think it held up really well until their monument at the top fell down and sort of knocked out some parts of it on the way down yeah so they got to level seven and it survived a lot better than i thought it was going to i mean they were sort of yeah building it so that it would just shake and and sway with it as it went and when i was watching them test it i was like this is gonna fall off straight away like there's no hope but they proved me wrong it did better than i thought it was gonna do Um, another thing i really liked about trent and josh's build was that they actually had some nods to previous builds from other teams, which was a cool little feature. They had the eyes from Andrew and Damien's first build. They had a shark tank from Summer and Iona's evil lair shark tank build. They had the hat from the Bandito build. So that was really fun and just cool little add-ins there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Let's go on to Andrew and Damien. They had like a wizard's castle and they kind of built it with like this inner wall and then this outer wall system around it. What I liked a lot about Andrew and Damien's build, and it's something that Brickman pointed out on the show, is that a lot of the teams sort of built their inner core and built most of the structure and then built some theming and everything on the outside afterwards. But they actually built their building itself to have a theme built in. And so they had this gradient from light bricks slowly turning into dark gray bricks as it went up the tower and as Brickman pointed out, that's something that they couldn't have done. They couldn't have just slapped that on at the end. That's something they were thinking about throughout the entire build. Yeah, aesthetically, their build was definitely one of my favorites. They obviously put a lot of thought into it, which is good because quite a lot of the other teams were just like, we're not even thinking about a story. We're not thinking about aesthetic. We just have to go on the technical side. But something I really like about Andrew and Damien is that they always consider the aesthetic and the story and what they can make it look like. So... I'm keeping my eye on them. All righty, let's go on to Jackson and Alex. They had a very funny process of building. They were like, we don't know how to do this. We're not engineers. We have no idea. So let's just build a solid block and just see how that goes. And I really enjoyed watching them struggle. <laughs> I love everything that Jackson and Alex do. Each week, every time they do something, I'm like, yes, that's my favorite thing on the show this week. Mm-hmm. And so seeing them just being like, nah, we're going to build a solid block of Lego was uh, amazing. And they did it. They they didn't run out of time. They finished it. And it was great. I loved how sassy Brickman was at the start <laughs> in really thinking that they weren't going to do it. Like He was like, you've done seven layers in one hour and you need over 100 layers do the maths. <laughs> I wonder if they were initially planning to sort of make it smaller and smaller as it got higher or if they thought, oh, here's a smart way that we can A, give it some theming 
and B, reduce our workload because they're obviously building less as it gets thinner and thinner. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, so they made it look like a prison in the end um, and there was kind of a prison break going on down the sides. I thought that was really smart. Um, like they said, there wasn't much else they could have made that into. Mm. Um, but it obviously made it to level 10, which is very impressive. And it was almost so heavy that the shake plate didn't actually work properly, um, which kind of touches on your point before around the, all the plates seem to have different kind of levels and some shook a lot more than others. And I, I think the build actually had a big impact on how it worked. Yeah, absolutely. It obviously wasn't designed to take that much weight and so it was struggling to, to move it around at a high speed. But I feel like a trend on the show that we've been noticing recently is that they keep underestimating the contestants. Mm -hmm. So in this episode, it was the fact that they didn't expect how much weight these towers were going to have. We also had in the tower height episode, the contestants were building up all the way to the point where they were hitting the roof of the studio as well. Mm -hmm. And if you think back to last season, when they had to build bridges, they ran out of weights to put on some of the bridges to test how strong they were. So they keep underestimating like how good the contestants are at building Lego, it seems. Yeah. And also with Jackson and Alex, I just want to point out, they had this little Lego hammer that I think we've seen some teams using yeah. before, but I love to see them be like, tuk, 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 with this tiny little hammer on this massive pile of Lego. It's tiny. Oh, it was great. I wonder if to us it's like, crazy, a Lego hammer. And then to like actual Lego builders, it's like, oh, yeah, the Lego hammer, we all have those. Like, I wonder if that's like a normal thing. I feel like it definitely is. <laughs> and we just didn't have that luxury as children. <laughs> Lastly, Tim and Danny, their build was really interesting. I really enjoyed following their journey because initially they were like, we're having zero aesthetic design. We're not even considering it. This is purely structural. They were like throwing it all out the window. And then kind of in the last third of the build, Danny had this great idea to kind of make it into like a giant popcorn box. And um, it looked amazing. It did actually look really good. So they filled the top with yellow pieces of Lego that were all loose and separated. And so when it started shaking around, the Lego started falling out and spilling everywhere like popcorn. And yeah, it did actually look really, really good. One thing that did throw me off was that at one point during their build, they had this process where Tim was on the stool building higher and higher and Danny was just standing next to him with a bucket of Lego on her head so that he could reach the pieces. I feel like that's just not an effective use of time. Yeah, that was a bit wild. I mean, I guess they got it done, so it's hard to criticize, but it doesn't seem like the smartest way to go about things and also a great way to get a sore head. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, they made it to level 10, so they were tied with Andrew and Damien and Jackson and Alex, and so that meant it came down to aesthetic. Good thing Danny had that idea and that they didn't just completely give up <laughs> like they were initially going to because they ended up winning on their aesthetic design yeah and i think as much as i love the full solid block of lego that jackson and alex built i do think that the popcorn falling out was far and away the most unique idea and that it actually made use of the shaking and no other teams did that so i think that's a fair win you're listening to lego masters deconstructed so sunday night's episode coming up looks like it's going to be some sort of 3d art challenge it, it almost kind of looks like a diorama i'm not quite sure what to expect from this one yeah we only saw glimpses obviously so it's hard to tell but it looks really interesting and i'm sure it'll be a great time and brickman it looks even more sassy in this upcoming episode so i'm excited 
Thanks so much for listening to Lego Masters Deconstructed, Australia's only Lego Masters podcast. Make sure you subscribe on whatever your podcast app is to hear more episodes. We've also got some special interviews. We had one with Annie that's already uploaded and we've got some more coming up later this week, so stay subscribed. If you want to get in touch with us, send us your thoughts. If you disagree with anything, hit us up on Instagram. I'm at ZoePeck underscore. And my Instagram is Parente Swag King. We'll see you next time. Bye.